Hey there, welcome to the What Connects Us podcast, where we explore human connection with people in the province. Today we're chatting with this year's Saskatchewanderer, Felipe Gomez, about his journey to Canada and what he's learned while exploring our own backyard. Let's get into it. All right, we've got a fun one for you today as we're hanging out with one of Canada's newest citizens and someone who is currently traveling around Saskatchewan to help showcase why this province is so great. Felipe Gomez is stopping by and is going to share with us what he's learned as he's moved continents from South to North America and what it's like to settle in your new country. Actually, settle might not be the best way to describe it because Felipe does not like to stay in one place. He'll tell us all about becoming the first immigrant to take on the highly coveted and beloved role of the Saskatchewanderer, where he's spending this year traveling across the province to capture and storytell the sights, sounds, and hidden gems of Saskatchewan. Felipe has so much personality and so much perspective. I cannot wait for you to hear this one. So let's welcome Felipe and not only learn things you didn't know or even think about when it comes to moving countries, but what it's been like to be on the ultimate Saskatchewan road trip. What connects us to Felipe? Jump in the car. Let's find out. Felipe Gomez, welcome to the podcast. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, I'm fantastic. It's a rainy day today yeah. in Regina. Yeah. I'm holding my coffee in my hand and had a nice like, like kind of like a like a cake that I had a cafe francais just before coming here oh really i mean and these kind of days like rainy yeah. just remind me home in chile so oh, this it? is just perfect it's oh, like awesome. a kind of like a romantic day so i'm yeah. fantastic oh awesome so this is our first day that we've had a snowfall like how happy are you to not be on the road at the moment uh, i'm a winter guy oh are you i uh i'm obsessed with arctic explorers okay that's the reason i wear those funky glasses that right people see uh I cross the Arctic on a bicycle on the winter. Oh my gosh. I bicycle from here to Stone Rapid. I cross Russia on a bicycle in the winter. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a winter guy. Yeah. I know the accent doesn't show up, but right. yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm really, I'm looking forward to showcase Saskatchewan on the winter. Yeah. Because it's one of my biggest passions. Well, be careful what you wish for because the, the tundra here can be quite aggressive. So it'll be awesome. This might be a naive question, but do you get snow in Chile? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, that's usually where Olympics teams will train off season, right? When it's oh. summer, it's here they will go down south to Chile and train. Right, because what? When is your winter? Uh, July then I was. Interesting. So my July looks like this in Santiago. Interesting. All right. So I don't want to jump too far into your story because well, let's save that for the questions. So let's jump right in and ask who is Felipe Gomez. Give me some background on who you are so we can better understand your story. Uh, Felipe Gomez, um, I like to say my accent comes from Musia, <laughs> but that doesn't pass the filter. So I'm right. born and raised in Chile. Yeah, uh, I'm an artist, uh, curious mind. Yeah. So I throw myself to almost everything I become interested to it. Yeah. Uh, my claim to fame is like that, that I cross Canada on a bicycle playing shows yeah. uh, coast to coast. And then that I will say the next claim to fame would be I'm the Saskatchewan. Yeah. Like, I can't even believe it myself. Right. Like they pick the guy with the accent. <laughs> The Moose Jaw accent. The Moose Jaw accent. <laughs> so it's like, um, right now, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan Wanderer. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what the Saskatchewan Wanderer is, uh, my mission is to showcase the province, to show you the places you can go mm -hmm. and enjoy with your family when you had a weekend, when you had a couple of days off. The way I like to see it is like, I do the research for you. Mm -hmm. So when you have free time, you can just go and do it. Oh, so awesome. So before we talk about how you're traveling all across the province, you mentioned you're the Saskatchewan So let's talk about how, how you made it here. You were originally from the continent next door, South America, and you lived in Santiago, right? In Chile? Yes. So what was life like before moving to Canada? 
Well, the, that's, uh, this will connect one of the reasons why I'm passionate about Saskatchewan. Mm. Because I'm, I'm born and raised in Santiago, that's 7 million people. Yeah. So you're always commuting to do anything. You want to meet a friend, you got to call them. Hey, see you there in an hour. I go in the subway. Yeah. Uh, when I move to Saskatoon, that's where I live. Yeah. That's just all banished. It's like in 10 minutes, you are anywhere. Exactly. And you had all the prayers of a big city. Yeah. Like the way I describe it, like even Metallica play in Saskatoon. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's like we're in the middle of the prairies, yeah. but we're still getting most of the prayers of the, of the big places. Right. Um, so if you're born and raised here in Saskatchewan, you might don't realize that. Yeah. But commuting... It's just so bad for your brain. Oh, totally. If you go to Vancouver, you even get it where you're like, yeah. it takes me three hours to get from one end to the other. Whereas here, you just pop on Circle Drive, Ring Road, something like that, and you're at the other end of the city. And it's so interesting because like my thresholds just diminished so much now that yeah. I come to Regina and you guys had one-way streets. Yeah. And even that stressed me now. Oh, really? Like, oh, my God. It's a one-way street. <laughs> yeah. What do I do now? <laughs> Yeah, so totally. that same life is pretty awesome. Yeah, awesome. So what was life like back in Santiago? Uh, busy, fast. Uh, I can't compare, right? Because that was my own reality. Yeah. Right? Right. But, uh, it's hard to compare to something. Sure. But it was frantic. A lot of art. A mm. lot of art. A lot of dogs. I love dogs. Yeah. A lot of street dogs. So <laughs> we feed them. We love them. Right. Um, family's there still. Um, it's here in Canada, it's just me and my dog. Right. Um, but since I, since I was a kid, I always had the, the, the adventure spirit. Mm -hmm. on me yeah i read the odyssey mm -hmm. and i was like eight years old it's like dreaming of like man this guy went for 10 years in a sailing boat yeah so like the the, the greeks adventures uh first of all medieval stories uh yeah. everything with uh with 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 a long journey always will it will drag me in yeah. and in my teens i discovered art explorers and since then i've been obsessed with that interesting so you read the odyssey and you're like yeah, I'm ready to I'm ready to go to Canada. Is that what happened? No, 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 no. But <laughs> yeah. did you read the Odyssey when you were a kid? No, I didn't. Yeah. Okay, I know what it is though. Because I do remember, like coming back to school because we read it because the teachers say we have to read it. Mm -hmm. And then all my friends were like, "Dude, that was a, such a long book." And yeah. then my mind is like, "That was an awesome that book. That was the best." Yeah. But then I didn't realize. Okay, wait a minute. There's something different here. I'm the only one appreciating this. Yeah. I didn't care much about soccer. I didn't uh, the other things. Yeah. But that kind of life. Like a Tom Sawyer kind of like Huckleberry Finn kind of life, yeah, kind of dragged me. So it like since I was a kid, it tapped into your passion of adventure. And yeah, now that I'm almost forty, I realized that that's what it was. Yeah, like uh, we had a few things that happened in life that you connect with it. Um, I used to be a school teacher. Um, most people don't know that's where I moved here. I right. teach kindergarten, oh. uh, and then you see what kids react to it, and most of the time that's what they will react when they're fifty, seventy. Mm -hmm. Art, sports, or there's different things that are like just just trigger you yeah. deeply. You can't explain it. Totally. So you mentioned that you were a school teacher. So is that what brought you to Canada? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I came here with with a with a open work permit called the Working Holiday, okay. where you go explore places. And I had a new people here, so I came to Saskatchewan. And like me, they were looking for a teacher that teach kindergarten yeah. in the Spanish immersion school in Saskatoon cool. with a teaching degree. Yeah. And it was just meant to be. Right, yeah. It was meant to be. That's perfect for you. So was that just an easy decision for you to be like, I am going, like, I picture myself to, like, move across the world. And that seems scary to me. Was that an easy decision for you? Uh, it was easy, but there's a romanticized way of seeing this kind of life. Mm. It's not for everyone. Uh, it can get really lonely. Mm -hmm. I got to tell you, uh, 
I was really bummed out with when the with the COVID started. Totally. No family. Uh, I'm a really social guy. All my all my interaction with humans are like at the gym or I'm, I'm into jujitsu or music. Yeah. All that was shut down. So I was I will say border depression. Yeah. Like I can see it now. So some some idea, it's a romanticized way, and you gotta be careful because the Instagram life, the Facebook life, will give you just the snapshot of that, yeah. and we'll be we will be envying life that we don't have. Mm-hmm. Be comparing yourself every day, all the time, to other people, and on a conscious level too. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say it's, it's a romanticized life. You gotta be really careful. Um, I knew it was for me, but it's not for everyone. Yeah, totally. So. Take me to that day when you left Santiago. What was that like? Uh, I left to Japan, so the, the, oh, did the, you? Yeah, the the turnaround is different. Yeah, uh, I I'm so excited. I always want to be. Um, I like being uncomfortable. Yeah. That's what like I'm I'm dragged to the the, the jujitsu, all the the art explorer. I like putting myself in those situations. Yeah, you like to be in like minus forty uncomfortable situations. It sounds like. Yeah, but it's not like a masochist kind of way. Oh, okay. It's, it's, <laughs> It's, it's a ca- it's, those are these are calculated risk. Yeah, you won't see me jumping from a building. Right. These are things that I'm interested on in it. Yeah. That I, I I'm interested in undevelop the, the the technique. I'm learning from 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 mentors and I'm being part of this tribe. Yeah. It's not like a, I'm a I'm a adrenaline junkie. Yeah. I I don't enjoy like um, rides on the yeah that kind of deal. Yeah. It's like a challenge. It's like, like a, I like the mental challenge when you're doing something that. It's painful. It sucks, but yeah. you have to do it because you're in the middle of the frozen lake, and yeah. there is just one way out. It's and then, just two days came back. Yeah. So, and when you're done, you look back and you're like, "I crushed that. I did that." Or sometimes you didn't crash it. Sometimes you're like, <laughs> yeah. "What I'm doing Why here? Did I do, do here?" Uh, I, I like to uh, look at uh, a life like an elastic. You gotta be careful. Yeah. You want to stretch it, but you don't want to snap it. Yeah. So, it might seem really extreme, but. I start I start slow and then I build from that. Yeah, awesome. And I and I see this in everyone. Like yeah. this is not like I have some kind of special DNA to go and do all these adventures. It's in everyone that can do it, but not necessarily everyone will get the same high right. of, of doing it. Yeah. Right. Well, that's awesome that we're having this conversation. Maybe we'll inspire somebody to who kind of wants to think about doing something like this to maybe take that jump. So, what was it like to not only move cities? But move continents. Help me put it into perspective for somebody like me who yeah. has never done that. Like in a nutshell, what was that like for you? Well, it's it's hard to to tell you what it's like because at the moment you are just like there, right? Yeah. You're not like I, I was younger, so I wasn't as introspective like I am right now. Right. Uh, so there's there's a different timing. You're just like doing it. Now looking back to it, I would say. Uh, I did a lot of dumb and also all really smart things. Yeah. I mix in between. Right. And I'll probably keep doing it. But um to me it never felt foreigner mm. to, to do these things. It, it never felt like I was out of place. And and that's a that's a feeling that you don't feel like I'm faking it. Like uh, when I went to rush on the bicycle, mm-hmm. I feel like okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Right? Awesome. So to put it in your perspective. How many countries have you been to? I don't know. Oh, so you've lost count. I don't think there's too many. I think there's lots, but not too many. Oh, okay. Because sure. you can go to Europe and, and hit 10 countries <laughs> in, in, in one drive. Right. Yeah, that's true. Right. Uh, I can tell you I have cycled 20,000 kilometers in Canada. Yeah, that's crazy. And 8,000 of those were Saskatchewan. Yeah. 
I can tell you how that looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Let's jump into that a little bit later because I want to hear yeah. about how that kind of transitioned into your Saskatchewan wanderer journey. So um, I've lived in Saskatchewan my entire life. Help me understand what a new Canadian has to go through to get settled in order to feel like they're they're living here. here. And th- this one, I will just talk by my own experience. Yep. I won't talk about like any all the other all the newcomers because we're sure. from different countries. We have different uh, different culture, yeah. Different different ways to do it. Different expectations too, mm, yeah. Right. Um, I, I will say, um, and then sometimes some people just come in their own. Some people had friends here, had families to support them. Yeah. My myself, I got really lucky that I I I, I got right away with good people. Yeah. That took me under their wing, and then I appreciate their help. Yeah. So who were those people? Ah, uh, uh, friends, people from work. Yeah. But also. The, the transition into to a different country, there's two ways to, to do it. Like mm-hmm. somehow you have to like leave behind the old country at the beginning yep. and just do your own s- and, and try to adjust to the, to the new culture. That's my approach. Yeah. Other people don't do that. Yeah. So did you have to get a visa? Like yeah, yeah. Or? You have to get your, your per- and that's like paperwork, but like yep. on the field, yep. like on the streets, uh, I would say that more, most people can relate to that, like uh, waiting for the bus. In every country, it's a different experience, right? Yeah. Some countries, the bus will come at time. Some countries, you will pay with coins. In some countries, you will buy a pass before. In other countries, the bus never come. Yeah. Um, That's so interesting to think about. Like so every there. step, like the grocery store, they're getting used to the language. Like, right, I didn't s- speak English like I do now mm-hmm. by then. How hard was that to not be able to do your day-to-day interactions without a feeling comfortability with the language? Um. It wasn't that hard. Okay. I, I, I was lucky that I speak music, right? Okay. So I, I've become to Canada and then I start playing music shows and that's where I met everyone. Yeah. Because when you when you, you play music, people people that's that's the language itself. Yeah. So I, I became part of a tribe right away. Yeah. It's a, it's universal. It's universal, yeah, right? Awesome. So so that's what I say I speak from my own experience. Yeah. To me it wasn't hard because right. I had that the universal language of music playing with bands, people ask me to play with them. So I, but um, for other people can be a real challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to be a personal thing. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned the differences in how we, like each country utilizes like public transit and buses. Food. So what, what, yeah, food. Body language. Yeah. Body language is different. The way you shake a hand in Chile between males will be a different way that males will shake hands here or in Asia. Really? So you have to be aware. You have to be up. This is something to learn traveling. Yeah. Sometimes there's room, there's times that you want to be the loudest person in the room Yeah. to make something happen. Mm-hmm. Another time you want to just step back and pay attention mm-hmm. and observe people, how to interact with, their, with each other. What's the speed of the interactions? Yeah. Are they worried? Oh. So interesting. I'm fascinated by this. What other things would I be surprised to know in terms of like traveling and the process of moving countries? Like I will say your expectations from from government change. Okay. Let's say you are I won't say countries, I don't want to make free enemies. But <laughs> yeah. you're in a country with bad cops. Yeah. You're in trouble. The the last thing you're gonna do is call the cops. Yeah, yeah, totally. You really have to understand the your entire ecosystem when yes. you move over. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that comes with like experience with reading books. Mm. I will say get a good book, a good story, like a novel yeah. about whatever country. Yeah. Because most of those whatever culture, they stay. For hundreds of years. Totally. If you if you read Tolstoy, you see some of that 
in today's Russia. Yeah. Yeah, if you read Hemingway, you go to Spain, and then it's like, okay, there's some of that too still here. So oh. reading is like, it's like stepping into somebody's somebody's brain, yeah. but you didn't have to live through it. Yeah, like walking in somebody's shoes without actually actually having to walk through yes, it. Yes, yeah. and it's just it's, it's, it's uh, accessible to almost everyone. Oh, that's say. awesome. And like you said too, it's nice that you had some friends here to be able to tell you some things like, yeah, you can call the cops here. Like that sounds well, so you strange make, to you, say. You, you also make your own mistakes, right? Yeah. And then you learn from your own mistakes. Totally. Yeah. Um, I, I had make mistakes as a as not knowing the culture. Yeah, and that changed in Saskatchewan as well. Right. Yeah. South Saskatchewan, North Saskatchewan, really different. Thing. Totally. Yeah. Uh, even the the northern part of Saskatchewan, where we had Dene and Cree people, uh, in one the east and the west, they're they're a little bit different. Mm -hmm. They had different things, and so. Observing, paying attention to details mm -hmm. is, is really important. Yeah, and that's a good like lesson to take even when you're listening about this. You may think that, oh, Saskatchewan's all the same, but we are a melting pot of a bunch of different cultures. So it's oh. important when you're when you're a guest in other people's houses or different cultures to take a step back and, and pay attention for what would be acceptable and how you can kind of uh, mesh your way into that as well. Uh, and, and don't be afraid to ask. Like yeah. my, myself, visiting a lot of reserves, I will ask. So, what's the protocol now? Mm -hmm. What's the, what shall I be doing right now? Uh, and they will tell you. Yeah, and that's a sign of respect. That's such a great point. So, how, from a financial side, how do you get your finances set up in your new country, and where do you even begin? I think it was easiest. Okay. I think I just went with my SIM number and opened a, uh, an, account? an account. Yeah. It's that easy, hey? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah Interesting. I, I think that's what it was. Was it hard to learn different currencies? I, I was too not ready to it because I was coming from Asia. What's changed is the value of the money, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, $10 in Japan will give you something that $10 in Canada, the value is different. Right. The value uh, of the money is different where your interests are different. <laughs> let's say a meal will cost you 10 bucks here, but compared to 10 bucks there, and then you like bargain the quality. Yeah. There's a lot like being such a winter place, the prairies where like you'll be like, well, I don't want to spend $200 in boots. And then you say, okay, I have to, like, it's a good investment. <laughs> right. Cars, the same. Mm -hmm. uh, the value of the cars here is different than other places. So they're more expensive here or are they lose? I think they lose their value faster. Oh, okay. Compared to like Chile. Yeah. Like an older car will cost more money yeah but it might be because the winter roads maybe yes. because they, they hire winter yep. it's just hard on the gear for sure yeah these are this is so interesting these are all things i would never really think about and like i'm realizing that i take a lot of things for granted living here as well as there's a lot of little things that i appreciate because i have that privilege here if that makes sense yes well just in perspective one percent of the world make over thirty thousand dollars per year mm -hmm. So if you make over 30000 per year, you are a one percenter. Yeah. Just to give you some perspective of your own life compared to, and I'm not saying you, you should be comparing every day, yeah. but it's good to do a reflection once in a while. Exactly. And it was just Thanksgiving here. So it's important to take a step back and realize like what you're thankful for. And it doesn't have to be, oh, I'm going on a vacation or things like that that are extravagant. It can just be like the little things. To me, like um, I'm um, I'm an early riser. I wake at five in the morning, mm. six in the morning, going to the gym at seven. I'm I'm walking my dog and uh, at thirty, I'm like, look at this. It's just a forest on a river, yeah. five minutes from my house. How lucky I am! Oh, totally. What are some of the major challenges or hurdles to overcome when with with traveling? Or are there anything that you 
um, felt any stories that you have of something that you had to overcome when you when you made your way to Canada? I think uh, after after traveling in Asia for a long time, I got tired of being a foreigner. Right. I kind of like it's kind of fun at the beginning, but at the end, I was just like done with it. Yeah. I didn't want to be a tourist anymore. Right. So you're ready to settle down. Uh, yeah, and also down by just to belong. Yeah. Totally. To say, hey, I'm from here. Right. We're doing this together. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like transient, right? Yeah. Awesome. So talking about belonging, last year you officially became a brand new Canadian citizen. Yeah. They didn't give me the accent though during the ceremony. You, you did get the accent? I was, like, I, I was hoping <laughs> that day I spoke perfect English. Yeah. It didn't happen. They, they give you the title and all of a sudden you are enunciating like a Canadian. Yeah. And you're saying, I, hey. I've been trying my A, but it's just not working. <laughs> That's awesome. What was that moment like to feel like you officially belonged as a Canadian citizen? It was kind of bittersweet because I was like planning for this time yeah. forever. And it was like during the hype of COVID. Oh, yeah. So I, I had to do the interview, like all the ceremony online. Yeah. I was in my mind, I was having this big dream of like making a big party and yeah. have like Chilean food and Canadian food. Yeah nothing of that happened right so they're still kind of like that oh but I'm, I'm i'm just really happy um totally i can't wait to start using my canadian passport next year yeah that's that's so bittersweet like you don't have that opportunity to be in in surrounded by the people that have made this experience awesome for you yes yeah. yes i wanted to make a party invite all my friends that support me during this this these years and it didn't happen that way but we all had that i, I will say everyone has the same kind of story yeah like people that was getting new jobs. Leah, the last Saskatchewan wonder, yeah. she went through this the whole year with COVID. Yeah. And I think it was hard for all of us. And then I'm finally reflecting how hard it was for me as well. Yeah. Okay, let's pull over for a quick second. We're talking about how Felipe was settling into his new home with home meaning his new country. But one of the questions our financial advisors gets the most from new Canadians is what should I do to set up my finances and buy a home in Canada? I reached out to Hannah McGee, who is a financial advisor from our Shearwood Place branch here in Regina, and a new Canadian herself. She just came over from Ireland four years ago, so she's lived through this herself. Here's what she had to say about the first steps in buying a home. Thanks, Mason. As I'm new to Canada myself, I can offer some advice and guidance here. I strongly recommend getting yourself a financial advisor, someone who's going to guide and support you on your journey. They'll help you with budgeting. That's always step one when buying a house, being aware of what you're spending currently to ensure that your income can support all the costs associated with owning a home. A credit score is the next thing. That's something people new to Canada won't have. To build healthy credit, you want to get a low limit credit card and start paying it off on time and not going over the limit. Saving for a down payment, we recommend saving between 5 and 20% and also keeping room for closing costs. So we recommend about 2% for that because you'll have property tax lawyers all that extra stuff. Um, so savings, you can save in a tax-free or an RSP. Um, and then your financial advisor should also help you and recommend getting some wills and power of attorneys in place. Um, and all of that should get you started on your journey and settle into your new home. Thanks, Hannah. Whether you are tuning in as a new Canadian or not, those are some great first steps in purchasing a new home. Now let's get back to our interview with Felipe. So before we begin talking about the Saskatchewan Wanderer, you mentioned that you traveled more than 20,000 kilometers on, on a bicycle, sharing music and stories with communities across Canada. You, you have to tell me about this. Okay. Just ask me what you want. How, where did you start? Is this like a program you went through or are you like, I'm going to start here and then make my way down here? Well, this is, this is uh, one of those bar conversations when you're just like, yeah, I seen I can wrestle up elephant. <laughs> and then next thing you know, so I seen I can 
do a tour on a bicycle and yeah. play bass. Sure. Why not? Sure. So my first tour was raising money for uh, Autism Canada. Okay. And then from Vancouver Island to Saskatoon. Mm-hmm. The next one, raise money for United Weight. And then uh, I, when I finished in Newfoundland, I realized that wasn't that hard. It was really fun. I was having a blast. So were you were you biking like and then just staying in a hotel? Did you? No. Were you tenting? Oh what yeah. Were you doing? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh wow. But sometimes people will invite. I like people will invite me to their houses. Yeah. Sometimes hotels will yeah. like, hey, you want to stay here? Like you're uh, playing a gig and they say, hey, like you get to know them and they said, why don't you come over and like stay the night instead of in a bed rather than in a campsite? Okay, don't tell anyone. I never, I never pray for a campground. I just you stay on really? the side of the road. Wow. I just put my tent in the side of the road. You're like, here, this will do right here. Yeah, right yeah. here, right there. Um, wow. Um, and then um, I finished in Newfoundland and and I got an offer, a job in Yellowknife to be a fishing guy in Yellowknife. Yeah. So I went there. Um, working there, I ended up working for the Animal Planet for a uh, reality show called Ice Lakes Rebels. Okay. So it's some money, and then when I went to the Arctic, Inuvik, yeah. with my bicycle and bicycle Inuvik to Taktiaktak. Oh my god! And then I uh, came to Saskatoon, and then a friend of mine was like, "Dude, you should apply to to a grant. Like this is like an art grant." Yeah. So I got a grant. I got two grants for Saskatchewan Art Board, and then I did three months in the north of Saskatchewan. Yeah. Like Thirty shows there, uh, all the way from Saskatoon to Rapids, La Lodge, every corner from uh, September to December. Right. And then I did the South in the bicycle. That's like the 8,000 kilometers. And and then I was invited to speak at the Winter Cycling Conference in Russia. And then I was like, well, I just don't want to just speak. Can I bicycle? Yeah. They said, well, I don't know. <laughs> so I bicycled from St. Petersburg to Moscow. Oh, my gosh. Um, in February in Russia. What kind of tires did you have to put on that? Uh, those tired tires. Okay. And the, and the thing with these adventures, they can be physically challenged, but... Oh, yeah. It's most mentally challenged, I will say. Right. If I if I do a, a spin class, I feel accomplished. Or if I bike from, from my house to the park, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm fit. I can't imagine how you did this. Um. Yeah, well, you get fit in the way, right? Oh, I bet. Your body will adapt to yeah. it. Like, um, but it's not about the fitness, what interests me. Yeah. It's not like about that, that cardio. It's like about that, that, that mental journey of like li- life becomes really simple when you're on the road. It's about finding shelter eating food and moving from A to B and meeting people. Mm. Um, and I think you're in such a good state of mind that people get attracted to you and, and they just want to talk to you yeah. and they want to invite you to their house. It's a different energy that you have when you go in, in that kind of like journey. Yeah. 1,000% you're not like bogged down by worries and anxieties about the, like work. I've been thinking about that. Yeah. 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 That is crazy. What did you learn along the way? You have to adapt the plan. There's no plan. Right. It's just skills. Yeah. You have to be comfortable with your skills and you have to apply them when you need them. Mm-hmm. But there's no plan. Like from A to B, it might happen C or D or G mm-hmm. or Z and you have to adjust because as much complaining you want, nothing's going to change. Totally. The, the landscapes, the minus 30, the snow, the forest doesn't care about you. Totally. They, they, it's just up to you. And up to the people that help you. But first of all, it's about accepting what's happening in front of you, mm-hmm. digest it, and come with a plan. Right. And sometimes I will make the wrong decisions for right. sure. How did you fund this trip? Like, this, was this through the grants or what? That one, grants. Before that, it's just, I was living in $10 per day. Wow. It's not that much when you are on the road, though. Yeah. Like 10 like if you're sleeping inside the road, 
Yeah. You're 18. Yeah. And sometimes I will need like a new tire on my bicycle and then yeah. somebody will give me 50 bucks. Right. Wow. Uh, we have homeless people here. Mm -hmm. I don't want to I uh, romanticize that lifestyle again. Right. Yeah. That live in less than that. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, what I do is for my for my own passion entertainment. We had people that is actually homeless but live with less than that. I was uh, actually doing a piece yesterday for the food bank. Mm -hmm. So we got to be careful also with no romanticizing that part. Totally, I appreciate that. So what inspired you to apply to become the Saskatchewan Wanderer? I didn't want to do it first. Okay. I was like, ah, oh. I, I was thinking I was too old for it. Okay. Because every Saskatchewan Wanderer is ten years younger than me. Okay. I'm like the oldest they ever had. Yeah, yeah, you're the grandpa of the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, but in the same way, I can bring something else. That right. Because I had those extra ten years on top of it. And the life experience. Um, a friend of mine, Lisa Langen, uh, told me you should apply, and I did. As a, as because I was so, I was saying borderline depressed with the COVID and other things going on in my life that I needed a challenge. I needed a deadline. I needed something to to chase. Yeah. And I was like, I will make the best video they've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Artistically, I wanted to do something shiny and beautiful. Yeah. And uh, um, and, and they bought it. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they bought it. So the Saskatchewan Wanderer is, is, a, is beloved across the province. So did you feel any pressure when you stepped into those shoes? Um, I was worried first that people will get uh, negative feelings because I wasn't original from here. Oh, really? And the accent. Mm -hmm. But it didn't happen. Yeah. So I was warning my appreciation. Yeah. It was different. It was a lot of enthusiasm. It was a lot of like people say, yeah, what better guy than you? Mm -hmm. Like all that. So, and I needed that at that time. Yeah. I needed that external validation. Right. So it was just a perfect storm for oh, me. Oh, good. So you've been all over Saskatchewan already. So just to name a few stops, you've had Sidron Buns in Carlisle. You've trotted your way to the Wood Mountain Stampede. And you've even checked out the Medicine Wheel at Pheasant Rump, Nakoda Nation. What have been some of the highlights for you? I would say that one was a highlight. Yeah. Because that one wasn't planned. The Nakoda Nation one? Yeah. I was at, um, it's called Bear, Bear First Nations. Yep. And then the manager there of the hotel said, hey, you should talk to my friend, John. Mm -hmm. He's at the Medicine Wheel. I didn't know what amazing it was, so I had to Google it. And then I went there, and it was one of those things like, hey, go to that tree, turn left, and then you see a house, and then don't turn there, turn like It True feels, Saskatchewan really, feels really like like I'm I'm stepping into this other world. Yeah. And it was totally like that. Yeah. And it was an appreciation for like ancient knowledge, but at the same time, I was feeling like, oh, this is like real National Geographic stuff. Yeah. This is like deep. Yeah. And the guy, like John, was like so, Amos, sorry, so Amos was so passionate about it. Right. So, so he, 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 almost just him talking about it mm -hmm. made me like it more because the passion. The passion. So, yeah. right, you can't, that energy, you just can't ignore it. So, for anybody unaware, what is a medicine wheel? Well, this is the same. There's many meanings. Yeah. And I won't define it. Okay. Because there's, there's many different meanings, but they use it as an astrology. Mm hmm. And some people use it as a mystical place. It's a huge wheel that's yeah. in the top of the mountain or top of like the highest point of wherever landscape. Okay. And it, it points different like where the, the longest day of the day, the year or the shortest day of the year. Mm. And then again, I don't want to talk for them because it has many, many different meanings. Yeah. And I'm not clear what would be like the real, like, okay, this is the meaning. Yeah. 
Uh, what Amos told me has to be with astrology. What I've been researching in other places has other meanings. Yeah. And they're all over Saskatchewan. Right. And they're all over Canada and North America. Yeah. And they're connected. So interesting. Before it was Canada. These things were there, connected. Yeah. And people went through there and did their thing. Yeah. And you can just feel it. Like, you go there and the energy is like, oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, that's so awesome. What other what other highlights has it been so far? <laughs> that uh, that rodeo was really cool. Okay. Also, another place where um, I will say there is real in the way that I've been all over the world where sometimes people will put an act just for tourism. Yeah. It just it, felt authentic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They don't care about you. They're doing their thing. <laughs> yeah. They're being cowboys and cowgirls and, right. and riding horses and doing what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And those are my favorite experience when you can jump into their world yeah. and just be a fly in the wall. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You have to wear a lot of hats as a Saskatchewan, including storytelling, photography, video editing, writing. What's it been like to juggle all of those different roles? I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. You just have to be um, creative with the shots. Yeah. Did you have experience with all of these different? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yes. yes. Um, you have to be creative with the shots mm-hmm. and nothing be the good story. Yeah. Totally. You can have the bad picture with a good story. Yeah. Storytelling was the, the way to pass information for generation to generation. So you don't make the same mistake that whatever character from that old story made. Yeah. Right? And every story is adapted to the landscapes and whatever challenge that culture had at that moment at that time. Mm-hmm. And we do have different challenges right now. Mm-hmm. Like our challenge is that how do we get out of our phones? Yeah. And we see that tree. Yeah. We see that that flower. Yeah. And it sounds like sounds like such a cliche. Yeah. But we almost need that discompress from our brains. Like totally. If you ever take two days off from, from digital, yeah. You will feel it. And unplug, yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Like it's we're on our phones because we want to be so connected and um, get that behind the scenes access. But if you just put it down in your own backyard, you can feel that connection to earth as well as your friends and things. And to yourself, to listen to your right. own brain. Yeah. Uh, being bored is a, is a skill that's there for a reason. Yeah. So you become creative when you're bored. Right? Totally. Especially if you're traveling 20,000 kilometers on a bike, I'm guessing you spent a lot of time with yourself and your own thoughts. Yeah, correct? a lot of daydreaming. Yeah, I bet. Lots hey. of st- when I'm finished here, I'm going to eat that huge piece of meat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of daydreaming. Right. But b- the power of being bored is uh, you will see it in kids. Yeah. You want them to get bored, to mm-hmm. them be overexposed to uh, a simulation all the time. Yeah. Because that's when you start playing with that cardboard box as a car and then and then turn into something else. Totally. Yep. It's funny too when you have like a nephew or a son or a daughter who you will buy this like $40 bear that will sing and stuff. And then they will look over and they'll find a box that the bu- the bear came in and they want to play with that because their yeah. imagination. Like As adults, now we are more conscious about ourselves. Mm-hmm. This is something we, we, can, we can do. Right. And that's what the outdoors, Saskatchewan has a lot to offer. Mm-hmm. It's like um, go outside. And again, it sounds like such a cliche, but yeah. it's such a good exercise for your brain yeah. that might make you more productive. I'm happy in other areas in your life. Right. So... What's it like to transition from being on a bike for 20,000 20, kilometers to now there's a lot of driving in this job? What what have you been doing on your drives to keep it's you busy? awesome. It's so much easier. <laughs> totally. I can bring, uh, yeah, it's easier. And I get to travel with my dog. Yeah. That's the best part of this gig. Um, I had my best buddy, Fossey. Yeah. yeah. 
and uh, we I get to enjoy it with him. Yeah. Are you are you putting on like podcasts or are you stay like listening to music? What are you doing on your drives? Um, right now I'm reading books. I'm listening to books. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. So one of my favorite videos you've done is when you've 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 included and incorporated that music that you were talking about and you've played the guitar over these like beautiful drone shots of so many amazing locations in Saskatchewan. How fun has it been for you to meld your passions into the content you're creating? Um, I think it's pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, and the way I see them, my music before was really cinematic. Mm -hmm. Really has that like soundtrack. Yeah. Um, I study that as well. Yeah. Music, um, movie soundtracks. And I do every every music piece for all the videos you've seen in Saskatchewander. Sure. So it's just like, it's just a perfect thing. They go together. Totally. I'm looking at it and I say, okay, this might sound like this. Yeah. This is going to be this kind of mood for this video. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's they good. truly complement each other. It's, it's fun. really well done. Um, what kind of travel hacks have you learned along the way? I will say the big one, and it, this applies worldwide, learn the body language of the people and the pace of the place. Right. Don't expect what you expect at your place. And this is, this is I'm going to give you an example here. Yeah. I was in Bolivia, I seen in my 20s, and the bus is maybe an hour late, but I'm looking around and no one is freaking out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's mean the bus is coming. Yeah. The locals are not worried about it. Right. And then maybe you're in a different country with different culture, and they're freaking out. So okay, maybe something's going on. Yeah. But if you're if you're like a like a visitor, don't be the first one to react to it. Of course, if you're in danger, you have to react. But it's something yeah. like that's not danger. Don't be the first one to react because that will make people feel comfortable with you if you start matching their body language or, or the, the custom of their place. Right. That's a really good tip. Go in with no expectation, but don't be the first person to react. Watch the people around you. But take notes. Right. Okay, this is how they, they, they interact with each other when they talk. Yeah. Um, some places in Asia, it's really rude to show, like, if you're mad to somebody. You you always avoid as much as possible mm -hmm. your facial expression that you are, like, mad at something. Right. Even when you're arguing about, right? So you have to be very cognizant about very your cognizant, body language. Yeah. Right? Because yep. always you want de-escalation for yep. most of things. Right. You don't want to escalate. Yeah. So whatever your culture or your or your body language, it might escalate things in a different place. Yeah. And it can create the other way. It can de-escalate things also. Totally. So it's a great tool to have. For sure. So you are about six months into your role as a Saskatchewan. What have you learned about Saskatchewan in general during the, during the way? That um, that's really different. Some towns are like cowboy town. Yeah, that's not the same. The farmer, right? right? Yeah. Um, some First Nation community is really different than the other one because they're actually different kind of First Nation. Yeah, that's really different, and we tend to speak as is like the the just one thing. Totally right, because like if we had the travel show coming from from Europe to filming in Saskatchewan, they will do like the farmer part. Right. Right. Yep. They will do like the combine. And that's a big part of the culture, but there's many, many other cultures yep. that interact with each other. Yep. But if you go back to wherever place, it's like they're almost your own country. Totally. Yeah, it's so true. Like I'm from a small town and you'd expect like all small towns to be kind of the same. It's it's kind of how we generalize rural neighborhoods as well as urban ones you expect saskatoon and regina to be the same but there are nuances and different cultures within that differentiate from town to town from city to city and that's important to recognize those differences for sure so i like that one yeah again you can practice what i was saying before just here yeah you can just observe 
yeah, the pace and, and the body language and it changed and awesome. it changed. So you talked about Fozzie. What's yeah. it been like to have your co-pilot, your dog with you along this journey? Well, I don't have kids. I'm assuming people listening there with kids, uh, right. you have to do some planning. Yeah. So where is the pee breaks going to be? <laughs> yeah. They get bored. They get the same deal. Right. I do the same. Yeah. To take them off the walks. Yeah. Yeah. The only difference is like, uh, Fossey sometimes will wait in the car when the weather is uh, appropriate. <laughs> yeah, and then he loves the car. Yeah. He likes the car better than like being a, in a tree waiting for me, but he right. will do that sometimes too. <laughs> and he's kind of the famous dog, so yeah. people just love having him around. Oh, totally. That's so awesome. What are you most looking forward to in the last six months of your journey with as the Saskatchewan Wanderer? Winter. <laughs> no one says that, but I'm so happy to hear you're excited about it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I got brand new skis. Yeah. My I got my brand new boots. Right. I had every set of like different skin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're glowing. I, you're excited for I, this. Yeah. yeah. I kind of, I want to visit like every, and I love these ones, like the downhill skis that we have. Yeah. There's a, a few ones over there and here and there. Right. I want to visit all of them. Oh, driving in Saskatchewan winter does not sound appealing to you whatsoever, but you are. Pumped. No, driving is still dangerous. Though. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. you gotta still, yeah. When you're moving at that speed, you'll. Yeah. But everything else, I'm, I'm up for the challenge. Yeah. I want to have a good time. And we live here for six months of the year. Yeah. And those six months are not coming back. Yeah. We can complain. Right. Or we can try the best. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good lesson. How meaningful is it for you to be able to explore your, your new home in this way? Well, I still can't believe sometimes they give me this gig. Yeah. It's like, I can't believe I'm this Saskatchewan Wanderer. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, it's really meaningful. Right. It means... uh. It's mean like uh, that they believe in me and that's made me believe in me as well. Absolutely. So reflecting back on your life in Santiago, let's compare it to now. What are the biggest differences between the two versions of yourself? I had more discipline now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Um, I had more of a plan. Yeah, I, I encourage discipline more than ever. Right. So it, is that like a cultural thing in Santiago? Is it more of like a let's let's like plan it as we go, or was that no, just you? No, uh, I think it's just my own personal journey. Gotcha. So before we let you go, I have some speed round questions. So I'm going to ask you ten questions that are fun, way to connect with you on a different level. How did you spend your last birthday? I spent it ordering my new ski boots from bed, <laughs> drinking coffee, <laughs> and, I, and I and I put it on my on my calendar. Say that's what I'm going to do. Uh, on October 3rd in the morning. So your birthday is October 3rd? Yeah, last weekend. So Oh, I, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Mine's I, October 6th. There you go. Yeah, we're both happy Libras. Love that. Amazing. I plan it. I plan it. I want it. I want it to do it that way. Yes, yeah, so you, you want Coffee it. in bed and order the boots. That's from, amazing. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Uh, favorite Disney movie? Lion King. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Hero's Journey. Yeah. Love that. Next question. A food you hadn't tasted before moving to Canada that you love now? Froggies. Really? <laughs> no I, hesitation. No, I still like, I still do. I don't see my mom speak English, so she won't listen to this. Right. I seen I like better than empanadas. Really? I know, I know, I know. Favorite fast food? <sighs> sushi? Sushi fast food? Yeah, we can call sushi as fast yeah. food. Yeah. Do you, have, have you been eating a lot of fast food on your travels? I, I try to don't do it. Yeah. Um, usually we try to, to like eat really like the showcase the nice places right and if i know i'm going to go on a journey that um that i might not have i will just pre-cook yeah. meals 
oh, that must be so exciting to be like, you know what? I'm going to Indian Head and I get to feature their cinnamon buns or going yeah. actually Carlisle, you went, you had yeah. some cinnamon buns yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, today, I just, I, I went to uh, Memories. Oh, yeah. In Regina here. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Great place. Yeah. Yeah. It's dessert. Who yeah. went for dessert? <laughs> yeah. Great memories. Yeah. Um, a song that you can't live without. Ecstasy of Gold and New Morricone. I've never heard of that before, but the I'm going to have to check that out. The Good and the Ugly. That's the same. The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah. That's uh, interesting. When they had the Mexican sandal. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, favorite nostalgic snack or a snack that makes you feel of, of home? I would say maybe I never seen it here. I seen I've seen it here. They call it we call it like helado de invierno. It's like oh. winter ice cream. Oh, interesting. And it's just like a cone with like marshmallow. They kind of look like an ice cream. Okay, sure. What what did you call it again? Uh, helados de invierno. Interesting. And then uh, yeah, that sounds delicious. But you know what? In Chile, a day like today, that's a rainy day. Yep. That's when your mom will make something called a fried bread called sopapillas. Okay. And we just make them when it rains. Yeah. Don't ask me why. Right. I don't know why, but it's just made when it rains. Yeah. So every of those days, like, I, I can remember, like, the sound of the rain and my mom frying them in the oh, kitchen. the smell of it. Yeah, yeah. Totally. That's awesome. Brings really warm memories. Awesome. Last question for you. What connects us? What connects us? Mm-hmm. Asking questions. Mm-hmm. Being interesting about the other person. I'm um, sometimes just listening. Yeah. Most of us, sometimes we don't even want an advice. We just want somebody to talk. Right. And um, to be to be listened. Yeah. To like to be acknowledged, whatever emotion you're having. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that. So true. Well, Felipe, thank you so much for joining us. This has been so great to listen to your story. I'm so impressed. Not just the content you've been pumping out with the Saskatchewan Wanderer. $20,000 or sorry, 20,000 kilometers on a bike. I can't even fathom, but you've clearly learned some amazing perspective along the way. And I'm honored that you were able to share that with us today. And thank you guys. This is a Connexus podcast. Connexus is a title sponsor of the Saskatchewan Wander. Yeah. Some people don't know that. Right. But yeah, Connexus is the reason this is happening. Yeah. And the food bank and Connexus is Saskatchewan. Yeah. And they put their money back here. So yeah. A win-win. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for joining us. It was great to talking to you today. Thank you. You bet. Well, that's it for our chat with Felipe and this episode of the What Connects Us podcast. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. If you like the podcast, please do us a favor and hit that subscribe or follow button, leave a review of the podcast, and share the podcast with a friend or on social media. We'll see you in two weeks. Until then, I'm off for a bike ride. Let's connect soon.